Hello, I'm Laura Furiosi, divorced mother of three, and I'm here with my mother, Lynette Galvin, with 35 years' experience in family law. You're listening to the Divorce Course Podcast. Through our candid discussions, we hope to help you through your divorce or de facto separation. We will be answering the most commonly asked questions and covering the stages and steps that you will face on your way to freedom. Are you currently going through your property settlement or about to figure out who gets what at the end of your divorce? Well, this episode is perfect for you. It's part three of a series that we've done called Sorting Your Property Settlement in Divorce. Part three, we're going to be discussing the third part, Future Needs. Welcome, Mum. <laughs> Hello, Laura. Hello, everyone. Now, now, Mum, we have done two episodes that go in this Part series, mm. and I thought it might be a good idea for anybody who's listening who hasn't listened to those two, and just a reminder to those who have, where does this future needs space of the last two? Okay, so we're talking property settlement here. Yes. So this is dividing up your money between you both or your assets. So it's um, it's generally we used to call it a four step process, and for the purposes of today, I think I will keep calling it four step because the other step is kind of a is it just and equitable, and that's a kind of a weighing up thing the judge does the beginning mm. so first of all to divide stuff up between you both the court looks at the contributions that each of you has made to the relationship so they look at what you had at the beginning of the relationship like if one person had a house or one had a big bank account or whatever uh, and then they look at the contributions during the marriage financial and non-financial so looking after the kids um developing properties renovating houses and then also wages and things um, that you put in the marriage, but um, a difference in wage doesn't count, mm. right? Mm. Uh, so that what they're looking for is maybe an inheritance or a windfall during the marriage. So we've talked about both of those yep. in great detail in the last, was that episode 44, I think? Um, the last one was episode 50 oh. for that, yeah, financial contribution. Okay, during. episode 50, sorry. Yes, so now... Once the court works out who's contributed what and defi- and reaches a percentage split of the net assets based on the feeling of of that the contributions, then they have another look at it and say to themselves, essentially, if we divide the property this way, how's everyone going to be? How is each of these people going to be in ten years' time? So it stands to reason if you had a property split of say fifty fifty equal contributions but one of you was earning 300,000 a year and the other one was a part-time cleaner earning 60,000 a year it's not in 10 years time that person with the lower income is going to be a lot worse off Mm. Um, and so there would be an adjustment made by the court then to the contributions to take into account to some extent that wage disparity now of course that is a massive wage disparity yeah Um, but the court looks at you know people's earning capacity Mm. um, and you know, even if it's a difference between like eighty and one hundred and thirty thousand, there still might be an adjustment yes. in favour of the person with the lower income, and now, then there's other adjustments they make along the way. So, so they've gone through, they've looked at everything, they've figured it all out. They've yep. said, oh, "I think roughly you need this percent of the, what's left in the property, and I get this percent left of the property." And then they go, "Okay, what is it?" Is it fair? Are they going to be all right mm. in 10 years based on where they're trundling along? Yeah. And if it's not, they'll adjust again yes. based on that. Now, it's crystal ball gazing a little bit. Yeah. So they look at your actual contributions, work out a figure for that, and then they they adjust it up and down depending on these factors okay. in the Family Law Act. Now, they're called 75-2 factors. Why are they called yes. that? Well, because it's in, remarkably, <laughs> Section 75-2 of the Family Law Act. Okay, and anyone can Google that. Well, you can. You might get a bit 
puzzled though because mm. what it says is it says um, that it's spousal maintenance. Yes. Uh, matters to be taken into account uh, consideration in relation to spousal maintenance. But it's it's not just your um, what the Americans call alimony. It's those alimony. factors yeah, are taken into account if you were say if you if your thirty six thousand dollar a year lady wasn't bit wasn't coping financially, mm. um, she could bring an application for maintenance from her ex um, on a weekly or monthly basis for her needs. Yeah. And that's the same section of the Act that we're looking at now, which would give an adjustment to her in, on a lump sum basis. So it's not instead of usually, it's it's also. Yes, and I think we've, we've actually done an episode on spousal maintenance. Yeah. So if anybody is interested in that, they can have a quick look through and find our spousal, mm. spousal maintenance episode. If you need that right now, then that's something that Go you back should listen to. to. Yes. Yeah. But so they use the same reasons yes. for adjusting it in yes. your property settlement as they do as if they're going to give Yep. Okay. All right. So future needs. Now there's a whole list that we've <laughs> gone is. through. So let's start with the most basic. Okay. So it goes from A to P. Okay. Let's um, start with the most basic. So if you're listening yeah. and you're trying to get around your head around this and you're not doing our course mm. where we really walk you through mm. it, this is a good time for you to just listen and go, okay, is this going to affect, is this something that might affect me yeah. and my future needs in the future? or my ex might need future needs yes. in the future. So have a think about it and write it down if it, and raise it with your lawyer. And this is general advice only. We're going to a lot more detail in the course, of course. A lot more detail. Okay. Of course, of course. So of course, of course. <laughs> uh, so age. Yeah, age. What does that mean? Uh, sometimes you'll have a partner who's, say, at retirement age and the other person's only 45 mm. and there's working life ahead of them where they can accumulate assets and super. Um, so the person who's older generally... Um, needs a bit more consideration of the property pool because they're having less time left, working life left, to accumulate more assets. Okay. Mm. That seems weird. It does seem weird. Like, it's not going to matter if you're three years, three years difference. Yeah. It, it, you know, it's those big 12, 20-year differences okay. um, that the court looks at and goes, well, look, you know, this person in their 60s pretty well finished their working life so mm. whatever that whatever they've got when the when the wheel stops that's yeah, all they're all going to got. have yep okay so they might adjust it slightly towards them yeah okay yeah yep. could um, be as much as 10 percent depending what about health what well and factor? again well health is a factor because it's in the same section uh, 75 2a age and state of health because if you're not well Mm. Uh, and the other person is, then you might get consideration. You get an extra percentage or 10% or whatever percent of the pool to take into account that you're not able to work and earn um, as well as the other person. Mm. Or you might have expenses associated with your health condition. Like if you have to see specialists yeah. and If you had guaranteed, yeah, and you knew you were heading, heading for surgery and all of those sort of things. So how do, you, how do you show that to the other side to be like, hey, I need... I need a bit more mm. because I've got future needs. Like, how do how do people usually do that with lawyers? Right. Well, if you're both telling the truth to your lawyers, mm. um, your ex knows. If it's you, your ex knows what you've got wrong with you. Yeah, uh, rough idea. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, not all the things they might say is wrong with you. But <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking, about to say. I'm thinking physical <laughs> things, um, and. And usually they'll just accept, yes, I know, she's got, you know, she had uh, cerebral palsy or she has migraines or... She's battling cancer. Whatever, yes. Um, if, but as far as the expenses go, just you get some reports from your doctors about, mm -hmm. you know, whether you're likely to need surgery in the future, mm -hmm. um, 
you can talk to an occupational therapist, I guess, to show whether you're too ill to work or that you're too ill to work full-time. Yeah. So that's generally, um, you put that evidence in. If you're in court, the court, you'll get asked questions about it and the judge will form a view. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Next one is income, which we've kind of talked about, property mm. and resources. Mm. So kind of we've talked about it. But say say you were in a, a brief relationship with someone mm. um, and they had, they brought in 100% of the property. Mm. You didn't have any children. Uh, and now you've separated. Um, and they've, when the court looked at their property they, the contributions, they said, oh, you, you know, 80% or 75%. Mm. So they are going to have the lion's share of the property. You may not have as much. Mm. So you may need um, then to take ask for an extra amount to take into account your future needs again. Okay. You know? Okay, so if it's completely unbalanced and it's yeah. just all their property, it's all their contribution, mm. even when it's split, it's, like, really unfair. That's yeah. when they go, oh, well, look, mm. they've got lots of property and they're going to keep going with their capacity yeah. to earn. Mm-hmm. So, so we'll give some more to this person who won't have. The okay. court's not – the aim of the court is not equality, but it is justice right. for the people. Yeah. Justice, not equality. Yeah. It's not, it's not, they're not aiming to put everyone at 50 50. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So if the person that you married is a high flyer um, or you're a high flyer mm. and the other person for a brief period of time lived in the high flying life mm. and now they're out, mm-hmm. um, it doesn't mean they should have the standard of living that they used to have when they were with you, but gotcha. they need a reasonable standard of living. Okay. Um, so then. What's the next one, Mum? Mental capacity and physical capacity for work. Yes, so we talked about that really, and that's whether someone's ill and whether they can um, able to get a job, Mm. you know. Mm. Uh, I've had a lot of cases where uh, a person has followed another person around the country, perhaps with the army or um, promotions or mining jobs or whatever, and as a result they haven't um, been able to get a job for themselves Mm. um so that's i suppose it's not the same topic but it is uh do they have the skills for employment at this time or do they need retraining okay you know all right so if you're listening right now and you've never worked Mm. or a lot of people do that or you've worked but you've not for years been out of it for what the, the length of the children yep um does that get taken into consideration yeah yeah. particularly if you're able to give evidence to the court like if you're not well and you can't work that's one lot of evidence Mm -hmm. if you're okay but you're so out of touch that you not might need to upgrade your skills you get evidence of that you talk about how long that might take Mm -hmm. and what lump sum or what uh, how much you would need to pay for that to get you up to a standard where you can support yourself so i guess like if you had a I don't know, maybe you were a lawyer and you had a practising certificate Mm -hmm. and you needed to get a new one? Yeah, there's that. um, Or some sort of licence or registration renew. Yeah, or or secretarial skills, times move on. You might have worked in the mines. You haven't been on site for a long time. You need to get more certificates and and safety certificates. You know, you might be a nurse. So does this get taken into consideration in negotiations uh, or mm. in mediation or only if you ever get to a trial? No, no, it all gets taken into account. When you're mediating um, with another person and that's your that's your case, um, 
the other lawyer knows that that's something the court takes into account. So everything we mediate or negotiate in the back of our minds is, would a court do that? Mm. You know, because you're not going to give give them stuff that they wouldn't get (laughs) in court. Okay. Um, So next one is care of the children. Yes. So if you've got little kids, it's unrealistic perhaps to expect you to go and work full-time and the ex doesn't have the kids, maybe you don't have a shared care arrangement, then that also you would get... 10 20 percent adjustment maybe because of that if it's 50 50 though not considered no no okay but what if it's 50 50 and you're you do all the school pickup all the school drop-offs because the other person well that's that's not really 50 50 then is it yeah it's kind of they they take everything into account okay Hmm. all right so if you've got kids and you're doing the lion's share Mm -hmm. then no particularly if it impacts on your capacity to take jobs where you want to go you know okay is that same for if the child has special needs uh normally now the family law act doesn't get that involved with the child's needs because it's child support oh okay so that's up to the the dollar the dollar figure would be through child support but if because of your child's high needs you can't leave your child with any with strangers or they can't go to mainstream school or whatever then that absolutely gets taken into account this is a very discretionary area yeah for the judges yeah um and the good thing is if you're in mediation or negotiation your ex really knows what your situation is and we'll talk about the personality types Mm. at the end and how it changes but i guess if it's amicable they're going to go yeah that's fair you can't really work for a while and don't forget like with children uh, with child support it ends when a child turns 18 or finishes year 12, whichever is the sooner. Mm. If you've got a child with significant disabilities um, who is never or who may not be able to work, mm. uh, then that's – and that's – child that person's in your care that the act is wide enough on in section 75 too for you to get consideration for that okay as well well that's a good fact for anybody out mm. there that's got a, a mm. child with a disability then yeah can, yeah okay support of others what does that mean yeah well it's it's not used much mm-hmm. uh some people tried to use it and say, look, I've got a new girlfriend slash um, wife. And <laughs> I have to buy her expensive jewelry. No, no, and she's got kids and, and they're not getting any maintenance, so I've got to support them. Oh. And the court goes, no, 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 no. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's not your duty to maintain. Yeah. Your parents have a duty to maintain, but not you. Yeah. Um, um, sometimes you might have care of an elderly person, sometimes in our migrant communities, if they've brought a relative out um, to Australia, they ha- you might have to look after them. So all that just gets taken into account. I think this section of the Act is really, if, you're, if you were to hear a story about a family, what you would think would be fair is mm. probably where the court goes with what's okay. fair because you you'd go, well, that's not fair. She can't go to work. So the court will yeah. look at that. So okay. they take all that into account. And there'd be a myriad account. of situations. Yes. That probably, luckily, they've made it wide enough so it covers. We haven't got to the best bit yet, which is the one I call is every player wins a prize. <laughs> and that is, so they name all of these things, protecting a person who wants to be a parent, the duration of the marriage and how much it's affected your work. Mm. But all, right down the bottom it, it goes, 
and any fact or circumstance which, in the opinion of the court, the justice of the case requires to be taken into account. <laughs> in other words, we've covered Every our player wins, wins a, a prize. prize. <laughs> and so that means if there's something extraordinary that isn't in this very long section of the Act, mm. uh, the court still is able to take it into account. Okay. But it's important. I think a lot of people don't know, and we've still got some more to go mm. through, they don't even know that this is a thing. Like yeah, people I, just assume, oh, we just split it. 50-50 yeah. and we go on our way. But it's it's really important that, that this, the word gets out there because if you don't go see a lawyer and you do yeah. your own property settlement, oh. which I know a lot of people just do. They do. They just sell the house and go 50-50 and mm. that's it. Yeah. While one person walks away with hundreds of thousand dollars worth of super and, and, and the other career. and a big salary and a you know, yeah. new career and, and the other person doesn't. It's stuck, yeah. yes. And, so, and, and if you don't do it at the time... Uh, then after you, the divorce t- uh, or with the divorce you've only got till 12 months after it becomes final with de facto you've only got two years after separation to fix that but if anyone out there has if you've done that if you've sold the house divvied the money up 50 50 and agreed you're not going to go after his super um, you still can it doesn't mean that because you accepted 50 50 at the time if you haven't signed a binding financial agreement mm then you don't have and you don't have a court order then it's not over yeah um, so you, you should quickly see a lawyer and put in an application to get your proper share and I think that's something that we've noticed with people who've written in mm. they keep forgetting about the super yes so mum that's the next one pensions and superannuation yeah so for future needs why is super considered well these days, property uh, super is property, and yeah. we can divide super and super split between people to try and even things out or give you um, even more than your ex. Can we talk you but, through that in the yeah, course? How but do there it? are some superannuation funds that are not able to be divided. Huh. And that, those are ones, for instance, if you've done uh, service overseas mm-hmm. and you've got a foreign pension, there's a lot of UK pensions coming into Australia, uh, we can't split that in the Australian courts. Mm. So the court has to look at that and go, you know what, he's going to have that income or she's going to have that income for the rest of their life. We need to give a greater share of the property here to take that into account. Oh, okay. And also um, it could be like a... Um, a pension from overseas as well, or it could be uh, that a person is a beneficiary of a trust mm. and the trust is loaded with money mm. and they have been regularly getting money, mm. but but um, maybe they'll stop it for the court case, but, you know, the history will show that, that that's there for them when they need it. And so if that's a big financial resource available to that person, then the other other party should get an adjustment so that... Yeah, that's hilarious because on our TikTok account, when I did, I did a disclosure TikTok that yes, and just <laughs> talked about how you can find out, you know, if they're showing the real property mm-hmm. assets that they are. There was a lot of people that were angry and said, "Male people, yeah, yeah, we're mostly male. Some some females. Um, my ex will never get my money. I've put it in a trust." Mm. So we can unpick most trusts. Yeah. The court. So remembering the Commonwealth Court um, in Australia is a, it is a federal court, right? And it's got power over companies as well, um, but only if the people. If the people have a trust and that person who set up the trust has the power to appoint trustees, mm-hmm. even even if they don't get anything under the trust, they've got control of that trust and the court just goes, you know what, that's just him or that's just hers. Okay. And they unpick it and they yeah. unpick company ownership 
as well, you Good. know. Yeah. And they, it's called tearing the corporate veil across. So they can't go, oh, no, that's the company. And the court goes, yeah, you know what, that's just you by another name. <laughs> yes, yeah. Oh, that's good. I'm yeah. glad that that's the thing. So anyone who I'm sure those people that wrote those messages don't listen to this episode, <laughs> but na 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 na. So then the next one is standard of living. Sorry to interrupt this episode, but we have a really important announcement that very well might just help you out. Are you feeling confused, lost, scared, and overwhelmed by the family law legal jargon and processes? Join the club. Now it's your chance to empower, educate, and equip yourself with the legal know-how and tools you need to get divorced and finally settle. Introducing the DIY Divorce Blueprint, created lovingly by Mum and Me. We've downloaded Mum's Brains into 42 video lessons along with over a hundred templates and worksheets that you can use to create and settle your property and children's matters. Follow our guide and steps and templates to get yourself finally settled in divorce. Use it as a guide with your lawyer or without, but hopefully using this DIY divorce blueprint, you can stay out of court and you can get it settled and sorted at a fraction of the price. Click the link in the show notes to find out more or go to thedivorcecourse.com.au backslash enroll. See you then. So then the next one is standard of living. Yeah. So I was talking there about that sort of millionaire lifestyle. Yeah. Um, You wouldn't want um, a person to go from a millionaire lifestyle to like living in a caravan or not that there's anything wrong with that. I did that for a few years when I was young. Um, But, you know, into something that's really unacceptable. But likewise, they're not entitled to getting the same sort of house. Mm. So uh, it's just when they say in all the circumstances it's reasonable, they'll have a look at perhaps what the children are used to if there's children. Mm. Um, and what could be expected what for the future. So, yeah, oh. um, if someone can't put a roof over their head, yeah. um, I've seen people give evidence how much they need to get a, a loan, mm. you know, so they can buy a house, and that comes into account for the court. Okay, well, that's good to mm. know if you're out there and you're, you're worried about your standard of living completely falling mm. through the floor. But, again, like you said, Mum, if, if you live in the high life, Maybe you need to tighten your belt a bit yes. until things get better. Well, remember we talk in the course, and I think in the podcast, but we talked a lot in the course about how important it is to rethink your budget mm. because what happens is sometimes is people continue to live as though that money was still coming in. Well, it's a double income yes. most of the time. But actually um, by the time they work out and, and go, oh, hang on, and pull the, pull, like you say, tighten their belts, it could be too late. Yes. Um, you, you're going backwards. So, yes, it's very hard. It is so, hard. But, but know it's really something lovely about um empowering about putting food on the table that you've got mm. and yours even if it's simple mm. you know even yeah. if it's a humble meal yeah. and uh, i remember uh, years ago a lady had they had rental houses and i said well why don't you move into a rent the rental house i don't think i could live there they had a mansion really mm. but you know she did she painted everything white put some crisp curtains up and and she didn't move out mm. when she got property she got over a million dollars she stayed there <laughs> so it, it's what you make it isn't it, it? Is. And a house is not a home. It's, you know, you make it a home by how you are and what you do. And if you've got kids, you know, keeping the same traditions, like reading books and doing all the things, doesn't matter what building it's in. But I know it can be hard and I know that it is an adjustment. And I think to some people it's a a mourning period, you know. You do mourn your old life. Yes. It was maybe a lot more carefree in some aspects. Mm. But then you've just got to remind yourself of maybe... (laughs) 
Yes. But maybe there's you're a reason, better off. <laughs> there's a reason you left. Yes. It, it's very hard for people when the other person has left. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Now, support while studying. That's yeah. a future needs factor. What does that mean? So so the court looks at, say, say the pair of you married or got together when you were young and, and through your um, encouragement and during the course of your relationship, uh, the other person has studied and and what they used to say in the old days bettered themselves you know mm-hmm. um, I've had people who during the course of the relationship the um, other party has become a doctor and or has studied to become a geologist or whatever it is or a lawyer even but whatever it is um, because they're doing that Um, the other parent, particularly if there's kids, um, has to work extra hard to look Mm. after the kids. Sometimes when when this person um, who's studying is studying so hard, they're not actually earning money or earning minimal money so that the other parent's income or the other person's income is what supports the family. It would seem very unfair if at the end of that time one person skips out with a you know, qualifications and, mm. and off to lead the doctor's life and the person who supported them through it, thinking it was going to be for the benefit of both of them, and so, is left with nothing. So the court does look at that and that is frequently pointed out, right. you know, that, that this person's only a doctor um, because the other parent took the load and mm-hmm. so the court will make an adjustment to that. Okay. effect as well so you don't really always know when your lawyers are talking to you that they are taking this into account because we're all so used to it now mm. I, th- I often think it's a bit like those you know what an abacus is laura you yes. remember those old sliding things yeah well if you've ever been to china or hong kong the people who use them in the shops very quick and i think that's what we do we go oh a little bit of credit because um she supported him while she st- he studied, oh, but she's got more property and a little bit over that, and then whatever it ends up, mm. that it, it really is that. It's- but sometimes I think maybe lawyers can miss that, and if you're not aware mm. of it, that's why listening to this is a great idea yeah. because you can say to your lawyer if you've got one, oh, but what about the fact that I helped him study? Because you might not have ever thought to mention it. Yes. Well, see, a good lawyer should take that in a statement, but... Yeah. It doesn't hurt to, to, to remind them and, yeah. and in your history and we tell you in the course how to set out your chronology and you yeah. won't miss any of those things. And then. if you are doing this on your own, yeah. then you raise it in your mediation. You say, yeah. I want this considered. Here is the proof. Yes. Please so, include that. I find that cases take a shape and the shape is formed in those first few letters mm. uh, because, you know, the court will often, you'll often hear a judge go, what is the issue? And and it might be the issue is the extent to which uh, the uh, husband or wife helped the other person to study and what adjustment there should be for that. Or it might be um, that uh, we agree on the contributions, but my client is unwell, she can't work anymore, and and you need to raise it early Mm. in the negotiation and begin gathering your evidence. If you raise it on the day of the mediation, if that's the first time you mention it to anyone, it's less likely to be taken into account. So so you need to sort of get your ducks in a row early and then follow that through. It may be that it only trims down to 5%, 2%, but or it may be it's a shield to protect you from the other person getting a greater percentage if they've argued something, Mm. you know. So Mm. it really is that abacus sort of effect. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's you're right, Mum, getting your ducks in a row because I think, you know, you can get very overwhelmed with all of this. Mm. Um, Mm. The good thing about the course is that you can sit down and do 
it lesson by lesson each step yeah. and then have it presented, put it in a negotiation letter, write it to the other lawyer yeah. and go, this is where we're at. This is where I think we're at. Mm. Um, but if you don't ask, you don't get. That's right. That's exactly right. So don't right. feel ashamed. I have heard of some people asking for some quite silly contributions or future needs that are you know that the other person's laughed about but in the end silly if you don't ask silly. you don't get yeah that's right and if it's like it's you'll you'll be able to see if you look at the legislation and then you look at the top of it if you're going to Ausley a-u-s-l-i-i look at family law act go to section 75-2 and then click on the notes or note up at the top and you'll see the cases that have been decided on that point. Uh-huh. Ah, there you, you go. Can't be bothered. <laughs> no offence, Mum. No one's a lawyer. <laughs> endlessly fascinating. Oh, I love it. Wow. It's like days of our lives it's in written form. more fun. <laughs> um, so there are three more things that I thought yeah. we'd bring up. We've already kind of mentioned the anything else clause. Yep. Um, but the length of the mani- marriage, yeah. which we have talked about in other episodes as yes. well. But the, the longer you're married, the more long likely the court is to try and make things a little more close to equal mm. you know if even you, with future needs uh well i'm thinking here if one person has the greater share of the assets mm. and then a, a person the other person's been with them for 23 oh, years okay. and then they just split it at, no no <laughs> yes <laughs> that'd be so much easier Excuse if we me, your honor, split it. can you just split it no <laughs> so the court will take it into consideration if it's and a maybe long give marriage. them a little more share um the you know we're talking about the mansion lifestyle yeah. and the person who leaves mm. if they've been living the mansion lifestyle for 23 24 years mm. and contributed to some extent and hasn't worked because they didn't think they had to, Mm. um, then they will get more recognition and a bigger percentage over to them because of that contribution. While you're married to someone, uh, it's not just ever just take. Yeah. You know, there are contributions as well. Of course. So what's child support got to do with future needs? Well, sometimes people manage their finances uh, and the tax returns so that the actual amount of child support that's being paid is minimal or, or lower than you would have otherwise so expected. So when you say manage, you're saying like all those people that have messaged us in the in, you know, Instagram and TikTok. <laughs> Put it in a trust. Where, the, where they just hide all their money so they don't have to pay child support yes. to the extent that they should. Is that what you say well, about managed? kind of, yes. And okay. also a lot of people who are self-employed, um, it's a legitimate thing to do. You've got expenses. You provide yourself a car and a phone and maybe an office and a boat and everything out of the company. And the net result with all those expenses is that your no way. your income is very low and you pay a lower child support, mm. right? So the and if the court, if you're doing that, the court can take into account that. Um, so wait, the court will go hmm. We're going to take into account that you're not paying much child support. Yes, so the mother or the father needs more money to help raise the kids. Or they might say, whoa, you're getting so much child support from this other person. I don't think we'll make too big an adjustment Ah. um, for things. So it's it's both. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's good to know. Yeah. So child support does come into your future needs. It does. Okay, so to the ladies and men that write in saying, oh, they're rigging it, they're not paying Mm. enough child support, it's so unfair, Mm. then maybe you raise that with your lawyer in your property settlement settlement, and that will 
fix that problem. That can that can be taken into account. You can get some more property. Yeah. Um, and also, don't forget, child support have port have their own review features, which we've talked about in another episode yes. about how to get a how to change your child support or get a yeah. uh, get a, a review of it so yeah. that it can come up higher or go down lower depending on who you are. Well, that is the fifty. <laughs> 75 two <laughs> factors. Um, they sound quite reasonable mm. and they it, it is all very wishy-washy. I know. It drives, There's no, like, numbers no, or uh, It drives equation. everyone crazy if, you, if you're not that sort of person. It's just very wishy-washy. I know. So I, how, how – is it just that all lawyers just – get it and it's they just the feel know what the le- it's the yeah. feel of the thing well we look at cases so you might be able to you know how i said you can look at the case for 75 too well there's cases on 70 on length of marriage there's cases on standard of living because like i said you identify the issues early on and it might be everything else is agreed just on is this the right standard of living and the court will make an order you can look how the court's gone before mm. and rely on precedent okay yeah and when you say cases just to clarify it oh, means the judge the, the judge has written a judgment on somebody else's case. Yeah, or another judge has or a full And you court can has. read, this was their situation yep. and this is what the judge decided and people rely on that in their own yeah. cases. So the courts, when we were studying, they told us, remember, the judge doesn't want to know what the lawyer thinks. The judge wants to know what other judges thought and right. what the law says so that we rely on those cases. So there might be like a famous case um, for wastage, for instance, Mm. Um, is Kowali and Kowali. Now, the courts changed the names. Um, so these I don't think it was Mr and Mrs Kowali. That is a terrible name to change it It is to. too. It's an odd one. But in that case, uh, there was a question of whether the, um, the father in that case, the husband, had wasted their assets um, and any of their assets. What he'd done was let someone rent the house didn't collect the rent and pretty well they trashed the joint Mm. and it went from value it it really decreased in value over that period of time and the court made him liable but everyone knows what koali's case is like okay so they know that if there's something similar where the Mm. the part x is wasting the money or the Mm. asset or you can say to the judge your honor it's on on all fours it's just like in that case okay you know but never never nothing's ever exactly Mm. so you might refer the court to a couple of cases okay so yeah that's how we do it and and all lawyers family lawyers hopefully are keeping up to date with the cases every month mm. um, and are aware of the way the court's thinking mm. and they can give you an indication of what the court's going to do and hopefully the lawyer on the other side has a rough idea what the court's going to do and you can reach a settlement in the middle do you- find sometimes if the other side or or the lawyer that the, your ex has isn't up to date with this kind mm. of stuff like we've talked about isn't mm. a family lawyer just is a lawyer mm. does that make things harder it does it does um from from my part i would i write to them and say we we respectfully refer you to the following cases and i even include a hyperlink okay um and in particular paragraphs this and this just to gently kind Do you of recommend educate them self-represented people 
Why not? Referring lawyers to Why cases? Not? Why not? Okay. If it's if you make a boo-boo, I remember when I was an article clerk, I, I was the, the, they don't even have them anymore, but this was like 35, so this 40 is like years ago. So like a lawyer ago. in training? Yep, I was. And I'd only done two years of law and I wrote, had the hide to write a letter to a barrister up here who ultimately became a QC and then a judge, but he was only a barrister. And I said, oh, dear Mr, <clears throat> uh, you know, counsel is referred to and I put a case in and a submission um, and, that I, and he wrote back and said frankly that submission was nonsense oh, <laughs> I was mortified oh, but you know what I had Stand a go and if, you, and you, if you've got the badge of a self-represented person you can go for gold okay you know just give it your best shot yeah so no mum, guts no glory mum's mentioning if you are self-representing and you are negotiating mm. future needs and you do have a future need that you don't think's being represented properly go and click on the links have a look at the cases yep. read what poor other people have been through read what see if there's anything similar yes and then respectfully refer yeah. the other side to it i guess yes and the section of the act Hmm. Um, because yeah if you don't ask you don't get this is like you say this is true all right i want to thank you mum for your time i did want to quickly talk about amicable in future needs there probably isn't really anything to matter in amicable um no probably not i mean they'll accept i expect realistically to give you your extra bit that yeah amicable people are reasonable people yes yes Mm. so it shouldn't be a problem high conflict yeah, you'll have to have your ducks in a row. Have it raised early, that issue. Get your um, evidence. Have your proof. And, yeah, have your proof until you really just shut them down with yeah. evidence. Yeah. But when, when you've proven it beyond doubt, what are they going to do? And if they've got a lawyer and the lawyer's seen the proof, they'll just they'll, tell they'll them to help. stop. That's right. Well, hopefully. Yes. yes. Hopefully, if they're not being a gullible We call mouthpiece. it lowering expectations. Yes, okay. <laughs> so then we've got manipulative and controlling. Mm. They're probably really going to not want to... Well, I'm not saying you can't negotiate with them, but just be careful and don't get sidetracked. So they tend to do, oh, but this, oh, but I, but I, you know. Yeah, and distract. And distract. So you stick to your points. Okay. So have your points that of your future needs that you want written down and Mm -hmm. don't stray from them and get them heard. And the last one is avoidant yeah with future needs i mean is there a possibility that sometimes the avoidant person isn't even thinking about their future needs their own future needs yeah yeah can you go hey no <laughs> no you why can't. would you <laughs> Mom. well well this seriously is true. This is um, true. if you're a reasonable person if you're a kind enough person to think oh they might need help in the future uh, then you're kind enough to give it to them in the future if they need it. You don't need an order. Yeah, that's you know. true. That's true. Yeah. Okay. So because um, sometimes an avoidant person does need it, but sometimes a, an avoidant person, if they've got mental health issues and that might not be working much into the future as well, it's going to impact you, uh, impact on you as well. Mm. So, yes. So think about that mm. and make sure And there's nothing can... stopping you giving them gifts or paying something towards every week, but why would you want an order about that? Yeah, that's true because if you run out of money and you mm. can't pay them anymore, they mm-hmm. can take you to court. Yep. Clever. Okay. Um, any last words of advice for people wondering about future needs? It, it is a lot of discretion. It is a lot of gut feeling from mm. the judges. Um, but if you think it's if, – if, if you immediately think, how can that be fair if mm. X, Y, Z, then the court probably thinks that way as well. Okay. So, yeah, ask for it. Don't be bamboozled by it. Yeah. 
And I guess this kind of property stuff bores the heck out of me. Does it? But I think it's probably, and, and there will be a lot of people out there listening, they're like, oh, this is, you know. But if you don't really give it your best all, yeah, treat it like the assignment of your life. A business deal. Study it, yep. find all the information, be, really be organised and sorted out because it could make the difference between 2 to 5 to 10% of the property pool. Absolutely. Which could make the difference to something that you need in the future. Yeah. Or you could be getting some income support from your ex while you study. So it just mm. forces you to look into the future. Yeah. And, and you'll have a lot of time to regret it. If you are tempted to go, you know, it's not worth it. Da, da, da. Yeah, um, let's just do yeah, whatever he and says. Then, and then later on, you, you know, you've really only got yourself to blame yeah. if you miss out. So if you feel like you want to avoid this, and maybe you're a bit of an avoidant person, or but you can't be if you're listening to this, but if you feel like it's too much to deal with, you're a bit yucky, you don't want to have to fight with the ex because it's, mm-hmm. it's really yucky, for short-term pain, yep. long-term gain, and you will look back in five years ago, I am so glad I did, did a little bit of that yes. Yes. to save me and my kids perhaps in the future. Mm. So really think about this one and listen to this. And if you're interested in doing any more, of course, Mum and I do an in-depth, talk you through everything, worksheets on how to mm. calculate Calculate the percentages, yeah. And we will probably have to do an episode on super. Let's do that. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, everyone, for listening. Also, before we go, we're going to go back to the reviews. Anybody who makes a review, we will be picking at random once a month, mm-hmm. and they get a free 30-minute phone call with mum. We'll send you the booking link, and you just click it in, and you can have a chat with mum. Mum's not looking for new clients, no. but she's happy to give you a second opinion yeah. or an opinion at all if you don't have a lawyer, and I would definitely be wanting to pick up that phone and talk to mum if I was in my divorce proceedings so uh lovely all you need to do is write us a review on apple Um, i don't know if you can do it on spotify but uh, write us a review give us a rating and we'll choose one at random and and because the more people comment on it and give us a review the more people we can help yes because it gets back up in the charts doesn't it and then more people can find it because i don't think there's much out there well, most lawyers, best. Mum, I hate to say it, don't want to give this stuff away for free. <laughs> and I think, Laura, um, most lawyers, we're, we're just trained to talk a certain way and so I'm just lucky um, that we've got you that can make it sound Aww. so normal. Uh, it doesn't sound normal. <laughs> but, thank, but I thank mm. everyone for listening and yes, thanks for the thanks, support. Guys. Share this podcast to anyone you think yep. might be going through the same thing and you might just help save them some pain in the future. Well, I hope so. Thank you, Ma. Bye. Bye, everyone. If you found this podcast helpful, we'd love it if you could rate, review and subscribe. By doing so, you are spreading the word to help someone else just like you. Lynn would like to remind you that this podcast is general advice only and you should always get legal advice in relation to your particular situation. And remember that the Australian laws may have changed since recording. 